The Tennis Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gam Podcast now are presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. For boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get an extra $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast from the Sports Gam Podcast Network. It is currently early Sunday morning, March 19th, and I'm your host, as always, Scott Rochelle, once again going solo for this pod. And this will be the first episode of two that we will be uploading on Sunday because we have two finals to go through, one on the women's side and one on the men's side of Indian Wells. And we're going to start off with the women's side because we will go in chronological order, and that match should be taking place at around 4 p.m. Eastern time. And the men's match should be right after that, taking place at around 7 p.m. Eastern time. So it should be a very fun day of tennis. I know a lot of people are distracted by March Madness going on right now. Round of, currently the round of 32, and there's been a decent amount of crazy upsets so far. But the point is, tennis is still going on, and there are two very, very good matches between elite players, and I think it should be a very fun day there. So we're going to cover all the action taking place on the courts for Sunday, but this will be the women's episode only. We're going to be going through the WTA only, and we'll save the men's breakdown for the next podcast. But uh, before I get into any of the preview for this one match, do want to recap how we did on the last podcast. We ended up doing okay, ended up losing the lock with the over in the Sinner and Alcaraz match. Unfortunately, we got hooked on that one. First set was 7-6. Looked like we were doing well. And then, unfortunately for us, Alcaraz served first in the second set. He got one break, and he won the second set 6-3. So it ended up falling half a game short, which is unfortunate, but ended up winning the dog with Tiafo over one and a half breaks of serve against Medvedev at even money. And that was basically a miracle because Tiafo had no breaks and then ended up breaking twice while Medvedev was serving out the match. He fought off seven match points, got two breaks, and then ended up losing the second set eventually in a breaker anyway. But Tiafo pulled a rabbit out of his hat and somehow broke twice at the way, way end to win us the prop before losing eventually. So shout out to him for being a gambling hero, but unfortunately uh, he was not able to get the job done in terms of winning the match, but still did what he needed to do for us. So ended up splitting. We ended up breaking even because we got even money on the dog. But either way, we're going to look to get a sweep here on Sunday, both on the women's show and the men's show. So starting off with the matchup, we got to talk about the... Really, really entertaining matchup, and it's going to feel like deja vu because we just saw this matchup on the biggest of stages in the Australian Open final as we have a rematch between Rabakina and Sabalenka. And to look at the odds on this one, Sabalenka is a favorite of around minus 160, give or take. And you're looking at the spread here. Uh, the spread is Sabalenka minus two and a half games at minus 110. Rabakina is plus two and a half games at minus 110 the other way. Over under 21 and a half games. Over is minus 135. Under is plus 105. If you want to take 22 and a half, you can get that at plus 105. And the under is a minus 125. Besides that, if you want to go for sets, you can get over two and a half sets at plus 135. Under two and a half sets at minus 165. If you want to get... Sabalenka to win in straight sets, that is plus 160. And if you want to get Rabakina to win in straight sets, that is 3-1. to one. Uh, If you want to go for breaks of serve as a prop, you can find the full match total combined 
at five and a half. Over is minus 140. Under is plus 110. Rabakina to break three or more times, minus 135. To break two times or less is a plus 105. And Sabalenka to break four times or more is minus 115. Three times or less is minus 115 too. So to recap, the recent form of each player want to go through the actual matches that each player's had in this event. So Rabakina has had a pretty easy go of it. She's only dropped one set, had that three-set thriller against Mukova in the quarters. Then she came back out and absolutely demolished Swiatek, crushed her, won that one 6-2-6-2. I thank her because we had the under in that match and wasn't exactly the way that I drew it up, but still counts the same. So a nice winner for us because Rabakina came out and dominated. And to go through the actual stats in that match, Swiatek really didn't generate any pressure at all throughout the entire match. Ended up breaking when Rabakina was trying to serve it out, but then Rabakina immediately broke back to win the match the uh, game after. But you're looking at the numbers here. Rabakina won 80% of her first serve points, only 43% of her second serve points, which isn't exactly ideal. But Rabakina went 5-for-5 five five on break points. Uh, yeah, Swiatek didn't hold off a break point the entire match. And yeah, Rabakina just had a lot of power, was able to just wear Swiatek down, keep her being defensive, and she smacked her. So it doesn't really get much more impressive than a win like that when you're against the number one player in the world and you dominate the entire way through. Could have been even more. It could have been a 6-0 potentially there in that second set. But Rabakina has been very sharp, and you're looking at how Sabalenka's done. Sabalenka's done arguably just as well. In fact, maybe even better. Uh, to go through the match here for, or the tournament for Sabalenka, she has been on fire. Now, like Rabakina, she's only dropped one set. She went to three sets against Krajikova, and she won that one in three. Besides that, though, she does have one less match because Serenko ended up walk uh, retiring or not showing up for the match, so that was a walkover. So Sabalenka did only play four matches up to this point as opposed to five, but she beat Coco Goff 6-4-6-0 and beat Sakari 6-2-6-3. She looked incredible, and we know that Sabalenka is one of the hardest-hitting players on tour on the women's side, and I do think that's going to be the real story of this match because both players hit extremely hard, and I do think as a result you will see a lot of really intense rallies between the two of them. Now, I have to mention the head-to-head, which explains why Sabalenka is a pretty decent favorite here at minus 160. Rabakina has never beaten Sabalenka in fully, fully competitive tennis. They had an exhibition a year ago, and Rabakina won that one, but it wasn't a serious ATP, uh, it wasn't a serious WTA-sanctioned event, so I'm not really going to count that one. But the point is they faced off four times on the WTA tour, and Sabalenka's won all four matches, and they've been the exact same script every time. You're looking at what happened. It went three sets, and Sabalenka won. That's how all four matches went, and I do think you'll end up seeing a pretty similar script unfold here. But when it comes down to it, both players are really close to each other in terms of talent, and there's not much that separates either player. But I do think Sabalenka might have the mental edge over Rabakin at this point, especially after beating her for a Grand Slam final. They faced off in Wimbledon in 2021, and Sabalenka won that one as well in three sets. 
And I, once again, that's on grass. But the point is, they faced off in two Grand Slams, two high-pressure moments, so to speak. And Sabalenka ended up outlasting Rabakana in both those matches. And I think you'll see a similar story here. I think Rabakana is going to have some moments. I think she'll be able to really, really pressure Sabalenka a lot and potentially win a set. But I think Sabalenka has just proven time and time again she's a little bit better than Rabakana. And both players have similar styles of play. And I think that as a result, I'm going to back Sabalenka here to get the job done at minus 160. However, 160 is a price that I'm, I don't exactly feel great about, but I do think this match will be very competitive. So even though I think Sabalenka will probably win this match, I think the safer option, which is only seven cents cheaper, which I think is a good deal, is getting Rabakana plus three and a half games at minus 150. Now, Sabalenka, even though she has won this uh, even though she's won this head-to-head all four times that they've played uh, in WTA standards, I do think that I have to at least bring up that Sabalenka has never covered this number in the four meetings. And even though she is able to, once again, have moments where she just looks like the better player than Rabakana, it really is a coin flip whenever these two play against each other, but Sabalenka has been just getting the better of some clutch moments I do think, as a result, Rabakana is a lot safer of an option at plus three and a half than Sabalenka is on the money line, just based on how close this match should be and based on how expensive this is for Sabalenka as on the money line, based on how close these matches have been. I think I'll just play it safe because, once again, I think that you have an extra out for this bet at plus three and a half games, and the extra out is the fact that if you see Rabakana come out like the Swiatek match where we are completely wrong on our prediction and Rabakana ends up winning comfortably, you still win. And I do think that with the lack of separation between these players, three and a half games, it does seem like a ton, and I'm going to take the three and a half games because of it. So give me Rabakana plus the three and a half games, minus 150, but I do think Sabalenko will win the match, and I am, of course, going to take the over You've had four head-to-head matches. They've all gone three sets. How am I supposed to make a case for the under? I'll give me give me the over at 22 and a half games at plus 105. If you want to play it safe, you can take 21 and a half games at minus 135. But I also like the over two and a half sets at plus 135. I think you will once again see a three-set marathon between these two players. But I'm trying to think of how to stretch out this episode because there's only one match to go through. And I feel like it was pretty straightforward because all four matches in the head-to-head had the exact same script every time, no matter what the surface was. But if I wanted to mention briefly about the breaks, I do think the breaks are a little bit high at five and a half. Once again, I could be wrong about the potential three-set nature of this contest. And if that's the case, the under definitely has value because you're going to be looking at less service games to work with. But most of their head-to-head matches have landed exactly five in breaks of serve. And once again, those were all three set matches. I think minus 140 for over five and a half breaks is actually quite aggressive because both players are pretty good servers. They got power. And I do think they can end up holding a decent amount of the time. Now, I'm not saying that Neither of them are going to generate a lot of breakpoint chances. I think you'll see a couple in this in this match uh, on a regular basis. But I do think you're going to end up seeing both players hold their nerves and be able to hold their service games because of it. But five and a half does seem a little bit large, especially at minus 140. I kind of like the under 
five and a half there at plus 110. I think that that price is pretty generous, and I would lean that way as well. But once again, pretty short episode because uh, we already pre we already previewed the match. We went through the path that each player had up to this point, and yeah, not really much more to add there. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Before we actually get into the final segment, the Lock and Dog segment, do want to take a quick word from our sponsors. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the SportsCam Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and get an extra $100 limit the state availability. And of course, for DGENs only out there, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. So I'm going to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change. Terming conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play to women is available. If you're somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. It's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the WTA final in Indian Wells between Rabakin and Sabalenka. Now it's time to get actually get into the best bets or the lock and dog picks for the show. Starting off with the lock, I'm going to go with Rabakina plus three and a half games and minus 150. It is a bit juicy, but based on how competitive these head-to-head matches have been in the past, I think three and a half should actually be even more juicy. I think it should be closer to minus 160, minus 170 or so. But once again, they faced off four times in WTA standards, even including the non-WTA event. It also went three sets. So you can argue that it's four for four or five for five in three setters. And as a result, Sabalenka has never covered this number against Rabakina. Rabakina just beat the number one player in the world, 6-2-6-2. So she's in phenomenal form. And she also might have an extra ship, ship on her shoulder after losing in the Australian Open final to Sabalenka a couple of months ago. But I think three and a half games is a line that Rabakina has always covered against Sabalenka and in a very competitive match between two relatively even players. I have to go with the value there. And I think that there is value on this pretty juicy play. So give me Rabakina plus three and a half games and minus 150. Two and a half I thought about, but that's kind of cutting it because you could see a 6-3 set in there. And as a result, Sabalenko win by three. So I'll play it safe and I'll lay a little bit of extra juice and take Rabakina plus three and a half games at minus 150 as my lock. And for my dog, I think you know where I'm going with this one. Give me the over two and a half sets at plus 135. I can't go against it. They faced off against each other five times, including the exhibition match. And all five went to a deciding set. And I do think you're going to end up seeing a situation where each player with the amount of power they can generate on either wing, you'll see each of them has success. It's what's always happened between them. But you know that I'm a big preacher on every podcast that I'm on of the don't fix what is in broken philosophy. I will bet something until it fails me, and I will try to collect all the profits that I can in the meantime. If you've been blindly taking the overs in their matches, and the whether that's games or sets, you're undefeated. So I'm not going to go against it. I see a three-set war here. Give me the over two and a half sets as uh, my dog at plus 135. So once again, the lock and dog for the show, the lock's going to be Rabakina plus three and a half games and minus 150, and the dog will be over two and a half sets in the match at plus 135. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. We'll be back once again in about five, ten minutes because I got to do the men's podcast 
uh, for the men's final of Indian Wells. But you can find me on Twitter, Rice Show Radio. You can find me on the NBA show as well as the NFL show and the WNBA show when the season starts up once again. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.